0: Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome to Permission to Think. I'm Evan Rustrian and I'm glad you're joining me today. To all my beautiful people who have tuned in to Permission to Think, I want to say thank you. I hope I add a value to your life and may the words shared on this platform encourage you to think and draw closer to our Heavenly Father. Thank you for making our time together so special. If you would like to learn more about this podcast, And all our upcoming events, please visit my website, erustrian.com, where you will find all of our social media platforms, blogs for each weekly podcast, latest updates, and resources to help you in your journey of life, faith, and family. I'm excited to announce that my latest book, Letters to My Girls, is now available on Amazon. My heart is for fathers and families and the important role we play in our children's lives. So I hope that as you read the book, it helps you and your family through your journey in life. Don't forget to order your copy today. And now, let's give ourselves permission to think. Our topic for today is commitment. Commitment. What does it mean? The dictionary defines commitment as an agreement or pledge to do something in the future. There is, however, a stronger definition for the word commitment, and that is the state or an instance of being obligated or emotionally impelled, urged, or drive as if by exertion or strong moral pressure. That second definition kind of strikes a chord in our mind and perhaps in our heart to think of some words there that challenge our very understanding of commitment. And I think in many ways, the question is, what are we committed to? And should we be committed to anything? So there's a a phrase that I kind of think about before I do commit myself to anything. And it's basically this phrase goes, consider the cost before you commit to anything. And I think quite often we can live life without really considering All the factors that play into a decision of committing ourselves to something. So, you know, I usually would begin the podcast with some questions. So, of course, I'm going to begin today with asking some questions. So for many, the word commitment makes them feel very uncomfortable. So let's start there. Let's start with those questions, right? Here's question one. Why does commitment make many of us uncomfortable? Number two, why is it hard to commit to anything these days? Number three, what does commitment ask of us? And number four, who benefits most from our commitment? So in most commercials, sometimes when you see on television or when you're about to purchase something, at the end, at the bottom line of any contract, perhaps there is this disclaimer. It's almost like this buyer beware, this clause that is usually put in um, any sort of agreement that Let's the buyer know or inform of particular situations that may be that may may happen if you don't read the fine print, right? So I like to think of it as knowing what you're going to do before you actually commit to building something. And I get this principle from the Bible, right? So before you make a commitment, make sure to weigh the cost. And this comes from the book of Luke, chapter 14, 28 30. Where it reads, uh, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you laid the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you. Saying this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. This is... uh, Beyond a person being humiliated for starting something and not finishing is bad business, period. In any endeavor that we decide or determine to um, go into, it is important that we sit down and we weigh all the options and we really give thought, deep thought, into what we're going to commit ourselves to. This is a principle that I've tried my hardest to really commit, right, to following because it really can. Um, prevent us from making a lot of mistakes and hurting a lot of people uh, along the way. There are many factors that I think that go into people not committing in in our time today. But I just want to share perhaps an example of what are some of the things and where this philosophy may come from, right? So today's biggest companies market their products with no contracts or no commitment plans, uh, incentivizing the consumer to have the freedom to leave or drop a plan at any time. But what can be a reason for companies doing this? Companies, perhaps, at times, I know they spend millions of dollars in research, analytics, data on human behavior, which usually drives the philosophy of many companies. They study this and they get companies to just focus on human behavior. And after much research, they realize that people, for the most part, do not like contracts, do not like commitment plans. They like freedom to change and leave whenever they like. If they don't like something, they can, you know, with a certain amount of money or, or buying them out of that contract they pay, but they can free themselves in that. In fact, there are companies who offer our early termination plans for convenience and to keep the customer not just satisfied, but as a returning customer, right? You see this sometimes in loyalty programs for cars. If you buy from Honda, you buy from Toyota, you buy from anything, the Acura, all these companies, they have this loyalty program that they say, well, you know, we'll give you a discount if you stay, you don't go to our competitor. They do it in a way in offering the discounts for loyal customers to instead keep them And though they did not, they they put it in a way that they can easily opt out of a contract, but they still want to keep the customer. And although there is a valid argument for doing this in business without consumers committing to these long terms, I believe, though, that many people today also live life with an early termination date in the things that matter most. People, unfortunately, go through life with the same philosophy and attitude. They see commitment as an inconvenience, an unnecessary demand on their lives, and they rather live for the day in a trivial but justifiable way, of course. Commitment is going to require something from the individual and at times people do not want to abdicate the freedom that they have or the way or the lifestyle that they have. And I think in many ways we all can come up with excuses as to why not committing to something. Let me go back to the second definition that I stated earlier, commitment. Commitment to state or an instance of being obligated or emotionally impelled, urge or drive Passive by exertion of strong moral pressure. Now, when you hear those words, particularly the word obligated, I shouldn't be obligated to do something. It's my choice, it's my will to not want to do something, uh, to be emotionally impelled or something that drives you to with this sense of moral. Uh, pressure to want to commit to something it is so it doesn't sit well The, the the language doesn't sit well with people so many times they just don't want that they want to have the freedom to go and do as they please so let's go back to the questions i asked earlier why does commitment make many of us uncomfortable because commitment demands time effort and attention We live in a world and in a system that's constantly fighting for our attention and time. It's important to understand that commitment is determined and driven by what we value most. If a person values entertainment, they're going to make time for that. They're going to sit in front of the TV. They're going to sit in front of a computer or their phone or their iPad, whatever it may be, because they value entertainment. That's what they put priority and that's what they spend most of their time doing. Uh, recently, I was having a conversation with a young lady who was telling me about uh, her plans in, in the next couple of years and what she really desired. Uh, she really wanted her life in the direction of how she wanted her life to proceed. And so I, I then committed myself to asking her a few questions. I said, do you have a written plan? Uh, how committed are you to the plan? And what are you going to sacrifice to make sure your desire comes to pass? And after asking these questions, unfortunately, the person, this young lady, uh, did not have an answer um, and mentioned that making sacrifices and a commitment was a struggle and too much work. It's too much to ask. So what the young lady really had had was not a plan or a true determination of where she wanted to be. She just had a wish on what her life would be like. And I think that many people don't realize that in order for you, in order for me to change something in our lives and we see ourselves, we must commit ourselves to the change. But when we commit ourselves to the change and for the growth, we're not committing to the idea of what we're going to be there. We are committing ourselves to changing the behavior and the habits that are going to drive to accomplish the goal that we desire to have for our lives. And that makes many, and including myself, very uncomfortable because it means that I must let go of the things that I don't currently or presently like in order for me to become that person who I need to become. So yes, commitment does make people very uncomfortable because it begins to really expose the areas of our lives that we have to look at closely, examine, and be able to shift and change. And that Is very difficult to do. But to the person who really wants it, there is not a price that you can put on who you're going to become. The second question I asked was why is it hard to commit to anything these days? And some of the things that I consider that makes it difficult to commit to anything these days is because commitment takes work it takes dedication, it takes good habits, it takes um, creativity, it takes a will, it takes factors to really get to the point where you want to accomplish something. Um, I also think that people don't have enough strong convictions. They, they say they're passionate about something, they say that, you know, um, I, I really believe in this, but the moment they're Confronted with shortcomings, they're confronted with with uh, pushbacks. They get discouraged, and and the funny thing about you know the word passion when people hear the word when I hear the word passion is that people don't understand that in Latin the word passion means to suffer. And so that means that in order for you to accomplish something, you must suffer in order for you to get there and accomplish that given task, that, that given goal that you have. And people, I believe, don't have strong convictions sometimes to carry them through the tough moment in what they want to accomplish. Now, the other factor, I think, that people don't believe in the vision or of an organization. I think many people are, are not committed fully to their work, to their institutions, because they don't really connect with the vision. There's not enough buy-in. In, in the organization and in, in the individual for the organization or where they're going. And here's another thought, too, on why I think that it's hard to commit to anything these days. I think that we live in a world of convenience. I think that we've developed this paradigm and philosophy in our world that convenience is, is king, convenience is, is golden, it's the standard. And I think that for many, many people, uh, we desire to have convenience because it seems to make our lifestyle easier. And one of the things that when you look at the technology that you have in your hand, uh, when you look at your phone, there's more technology in that phone than there's ever been in any other device. And the phones, accordingly to the philosophy, is to make our lives easier, but, and to free ourselves from a lot of many things that maybe consume our time. But in fact, My question is, what is it that we, if if technology was to accomplish this for us, then what is it that we're doing with our time? What is it that we are doing with all this extra time that supposedly technology was supposed to give us back? And I think that when you look at the data and the analytics of what people do with their extra time, it goes back to the same principle of entertainment. They go back again to the things that are self gratifying. And many times people do not know why they are feel so exhausted because they're not doing work that is actually meaningful but they're doing things that is just self-fulfilling and out of the convenience comes the lifestyle that I don't want to get connected or committed to anything because I'm comfortable where I am okay this is this is something that I struggle for many years in in, and in ministry when I when I served in churches and when I worked in churches I understand how difficult and how hard it is to serve consistently uh, uh, and be truly committed to an organization and so when I took an, an indefinite sabbatical after years and years of years of, of ministering in the church I've enjoyed the freedom that I have I enjoyed the 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 ability to say, you know, I'm not really going to church today. Oh, you know what? Um, no, I think I'm going to stay in tonight. Um, you know what? I, I really don't want, I don't need to get involved in that. So um, I'm, I'm comfortable where I am. It's convenient for me. But what I realized, I began to talk in my heart is like, what is it that you're doing? because commitment drives us to a higher level of purpose. Now, we must draw a distinction to that there are things that we shouldn't be committed to that we are, right? And so we must weigh and really think about what we are committing ourselves to. But in this particular case, for me, speaking about myself, is that when we get too comfortable in our lives, it's very difficult to go back Because we've been so used to, accustomed to just having this, quote unquote, freedom to live the way we want. And it doesn't demand anything of us. Let me give you a third one to the questions that we ask. What does commitment ask of us? Commitment begins to ask us to prioritize. And so, when you're going to commit yourself to something, think about number one, what we said before, is think about weighing the cost of what you're committing yourself to. Make an informed decision and say, okay, but once you commit, then you're going to probably have to prioritize certain things. What gets my time? Because remember, your greatest asset is your time. Okay, your greatest investment you can make in anything is given by the amount of time that you put into something. So you need to prioritize certain things. You need to make sure that what's going to get your full attention. There are things you're going to have to let go. There are things that you're going to have to say no to. And the problem with many people, too, who that at times they overcommit to things. So they are all over the place and they can't get anything right because they're spread thin. Prioritizing It's such a key element to being able to be successfully at committing to something. Yes, commitment is going to ask of us to prioritize. It's going to also ask us to do some time management, put things in the right place. Make a calendar if you have to. But that takes, again, goes back to the whole idea that it takes work. But managing your time, again, your greatest asset that you have, it is key. People have a problem with this. They don't know how to manage their time. They are busy doing things, but they're not being effective and they're not being efficient at using their time. The other factor, I think, is also determination. People are not determined to see something through. Once the emotions come in and once all the excitement is gone away and you're faced with the grind of whatever it is you're committing yourself to that's going to require a lot of effort and time, the determination seems to easily just kind of begin to sip out and just kind of you start losing that focus. And so determination is a big factor, and another one would be sacrifice. you're gonna to have to make some sacrifices, and that's another thing, right? So the sacrifices, to the things that are convenient, or the things that I, to, I that I enjoy, and the things that I, the comfort and the ease that I have in life. I'm gonna to have to sacrifice certain things if I want to become, uh, I want to become an author and writing a book. I need to make sacrifices that I have can't go hang out with my friends today. I cannot go and and, and just squander my time, right? Because I'm focused. This is what I'm committed to. If you're committed in your studies, you're going to have friends that perhaps are going to take you and say, well, you know, let's go hang out a little bit. Let's go watch a movie. Let's go here. Let's go there. And you're like, nope. I have to to study. I have this goal. I am committed to my studies. If you're committed to a relationship, if you're committed to parenting, right, which we're going to talk about all those things in a minute, these are the things that really, really make it, that discourage many, as I say, from actually following through on any commitment they want or they need to make, perhaps, right? So, in, in, in my heart, I really do have some strong convictions that our society is in dire need of men and women who would commit to a life that places priorities on the things that, matters, that matter most, such as family, children, education, finances, institutions, such as churches, schools, our community boards. There seems to lack this sense of commitment and how about commitment to mentoring, mentoring younger men, um, younger men to become responsible in our society. Making a commitment to leadership and leadership and servant leadership, and the greatest commitment we can make is making our commitment to God. Right? There seems to be this this tug in our society of like, where has the parent involvement? Been. where's the parent engagement and in education there is always a big push for parent engagement that word is thrown around a lot to get the parents involved in their child's education to really get to know their child and how they're doing not just in school but emotionally intellectually um, how they're assimilating to an environment how the learning that's going on so we really need uh men and women to come become more committed to the virtues and the values that make our communities thrive and successful when the family is broken when the father's not there or the mom is not there the children become vulnerable and exposed to the many things that are unhealthy to their development when parents when men and women are not involved in the child's education then the child feels that they have to carry this weight on their own and their parents don't care when the parents are not committed to providing this uh, financial support or emotional intellectual, spiritual support at home, children have a tendency of feeling disconnected and sometimes completely alienated from their families. It is important that we commit ourselves to things that matter most. Let me repeat them again. their commitment to our family, our commitment to our children, to our education, finances, our institutions, our churches, mentoring. This is a big, big, big need in our society today because we have a large number of young men and young women women who their fathers are not present, or if maybe if their father's there, the mother is not present. We need more mentoring in our society, in our communities. We need to become more involved. This is going to become very volatile if we don't begin to be committed to our children. Leadership, good leadership is needed in our nation. Good leadership is needed in institutions and in our schools. Leadership matters. We need people who are committed to this great endeavor, not for money, not for gain, not for telling people what to do, but with a genuine heart and authenticity to transform people that can become True leaders in serving and not just being visionary, but doing the work. And then most primarily, our commitment to God. This is very, very important because out of all of this, this is where this stems everything else. Your commitment to God is the most important one because everything else stems from it. If you're a person who understands gratitude because of what God has done for you, then you have a grateful heart. You have a tendency of serving others because of what God has done for you. So let me just give you five thoughts to consider to practice commitment. Maybe you're considering committing to a ministry in your church. Maybe you're commit you're considering committing yourself to a, a new endeavor, uh, perhaps school. Uh, you have to weigh the cost of when you're engaged in an academic study, the time that it's going to take. Maybe you are considering committing to staying in, 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 in a very faithful relationship. Maybe you're considering committing yourself to a job, a career, all of these things play an important part in our lives. So let me give you five thoughts to consider to practice commitment. Number one, pray and make an informed decision. Know beforehand what you are committing yourself to. It will require your time. It will require discipline and your time management. Please make an informed decision and pray. Many people at times make emotional decisions. They see something and it appeals to the eye and they get so emotionally charged. And then when they see the work that they have to do, all those feelings like quickly disappear. And then they get caught up in their emotions and they don't know what to do. Number two, do not let your emotions discourage you. There are times when we will experience discouragement because we are not refueling our commitment. Our emotions can become a hindrance preventing us from accomplishing our desired outcome. Many times, I've seen people who just say, I'm just not feeling this love anymore for my spouse. I'm just not feeling um, that God has called me to this place. I'm just not feeling the people in this organization. I'm just not feeling loved. I'm not feeling welcome. I'm not feeling. And, and, And everything is predicated on this notion that I feel. And these emotions, unfortunately, are deceiving us and many times preventing us from accomplishing great and wonderful things in life. This is important for us to just pause for a moment, know your emotions, but don't let your emotions drive your decision making. There are things in life that once you give your word to something, and this is something that I think is kind of old-fashioned, is to say, well, when people used to give their word, they actually honored your word. Their word nowadays, a person can give you their word, and it's like, well, you know, I'm not feeling it anymore. I just feel like I'm being led to this, right? Or there's not enough uh, a purpose. I don't sense my my sense of purpose in this organization. So I think I'm going to go somewhere where I feel I can serve. Notice the word that I feel, right? Make your decision and inform one, and stay committed to that decision and see it through. Don't let your emotions get the best of you. Number three, manage time wisely. It is important that you do not overcommit to many things that will exhaust all your energy and strength in trying to manage yourself and your family and an organization. I think many times people do not know how to get this. They think that everything in their life gets of equal value, of equal time, and this is incorrect. This is what basically drowns many people. They're exhausted. They're depleted because they feel they need to do everything. This is going to drive you crazy. Manage your time, have a calendar, prioritize, put things in their place where you feel, where you know this is going to make the most impact and difference in your life. Remember, your children, your family is a priority. Make time for them. Trust me, if we don't make time for our children and our family, our children will make time for us in the nursing home. They're going to put us later on in life. Okay, this is important and we miss it. We miss it all the time. Okay. Manage your time wisely where your family is a priority. Number four, sacrifice. When we commit to a cause or to someone greater than ourselves, it gives our lives meaning, purpose, and direction. Nothing can ever be accomplished without sacrifice. When I go back again to the story of the young lady who was telling me about who she wanted to be and where she wanted her life to be in the next three years, when when I asked her, what sacrifices are you willing to make? She wasn't ready to make sacrifices. She couldn't see it's too much work. I enjoy what I'm doing right now. And so, again, when we're thinking about where we really want to be, you're going, that commitment is going to be driven by the many factors that are going to drive it. And that is, again, sacrifices. If you're going to try to lose weight, you're going to have to sacrifice certain things, not just not eating, but you're also going to have to, have to sacrifice so much sitting down and not exercising. If you want to become a person who develops something, you're going to have to dedicate your, your time and sacrifice um, having a social life. If you're trying to get to a point where you want to save money for a house or, or buying a car cash or whatever it may be, you're going to have to make sacrifices on how you spend your money. Sacrifices are very important in getting us to get there to the point where we want to commit ourselves. But many people struggle with this because, again, they're too emotionally attached to the things that they feel and they think matter and quite often leave them in complete ruin. Number five, elevate Yourself, Or when you commit yourself to something, it will elevate you. Brian Tracy uh, wrote, your level of commitment is going to determine the attention that you get from your superiors because highly committed people are always considered more valuable to an organization and preferred for promotion. When you commit yourself to excellence, when you commit yourself to providing quality service, when you commit yourself to living a life of integrity and hard work, it rewards you. It elevates you. Okay? So here are my final thoughts. When we are committing, let's commit primarily to our relationship with God. God is not interested in promises or sacrifices. He is interested in our unwavering commitment to believe, to follow, to live our faith in him daily he calls us to a higher and deeper level of commitment we need to re-examine that portion and that part of our lives it is our turn to consider if a commitment to christ is really something we want to make many people try to To just live out of convenience with a relationship with God with no real sense of commitment to a relationship with him. They want to experience the hand of God, but they don't want to experience a commitment with him. And then when things go bad, they question, where is God? When you have a commitment to developing a relationship with God, he begins to reveal things about himself the attributes of God that begin to really cement your walk with him daily. You won't get easily discouraged by trivial things, but you begin to develop that relationship with him. Proverbs eleven twenty nine says, He who troubles his own house will inherit the wind, and the fool will be a servant to the wise at heart the one who mismanages his house will see all he has blown away and he will have nothing left in the hand in the end he will serve he who manages well if you are committed to your family commit yourself first to building your house on the foundation where god is the primary one that resides in your house you cannot Have it any other way. You can't try to do things on your own, living a life that is not committed to anything. Because after all, when we commit ourselves to something greater ourselves, it does give our lives a greater sense of meaning and purpose. Please, let me just quickly consider this. Before you commit yourself to anything, pray. Make an informed decision. Do not let your emotions discourage you. Manage your time wisely. Make sacrifices to accomplishing something that is meaningful to you. And commitment will elevate you. Commit your work to the Lord and he will establish your thoughts. A quote of the day comes from Emerson. And it reads, Faith is nothing but the deeds committed in a prior state of existence. Until next time, my friends, remember, never compromise integrity for comfort. Stay strong. Bye-bye.